Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the unbiased takes. On this episode, the guys give a forecast of future potential NBA trades and events. Then, we take our first visit to the very debatable pyramids of Jay Yeezo. So, go ahead, sit back, and enjoy the show. Right, Jalen. So here we are back again. Uh, got to do the second um, time this week, or did we have we not? Yeah, the second time. Yeah. We got it this time. Sorry, it's a blur. Why? Except for when I probably drop all these episodes, it's going to be all in one day. So <laughs> I put the other ones all in there. So yeah, hell yeah. But good to talk to you again. So as we stand today, this Heat Celtics series. I mean, I just have have had no feel for this. I thought Boston had it after the fifth game, and then uh, Jimmy Butler pulled some magic and just went crazy. So I really don't know what to expect tonight. Um, I don't want to get into that too much because by the time, like you said, we we edit this, the game will be long over. And uh, so I don't want to get into really predictions or anything, but man, what a, what a series that's been. And I kind of just feel like the Warriors are going to trounce whoever wins it. Still, I feel very unconfident in either of them beating the Warriors at this point. Yeah. The Warriors offense is scary, man. But I, uh, this series, like I said, has been living up to everything that I called. Sorry. Had to say it, but Man, the Heat Celtics going to game seven, both defensive. Jimmy Butler, 40-plus points, I think it was, and at Boston, uh, as we all know, no good things happen in Boston at game seven. I don't know why the Boston account thought it was a good thing to tweet that out. (laughs) uh, They didn't remember what happened last time at game six in Boston when the Heat were in town. They had a certain guy named LeBron. (laughs) Do you think about um, Go ahead. Yeah, so I'm hoping honestly now the whole thing the whole thing today is or tonight is you know the Celtics don't lose two in a row. Yeah. So it, and I personally think the Heat I personally think the Heat will go off and take it. But as you hear in the background, the Warriors are pretty a pretty strong fan here. <laughs> in Colorado, that's just offensive. It's more just the Curry thing. I think it's just the respect of Curry at this point. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, um, I will say one more thing on that. It is funny, um, especially if they lose today, like the Celtics track record in the Eastern Conference finals over the last decade, man, has been rough. Would it be like, what, 0-7 now or 0-6 if they lose today? I don't know. I don't know exactly how many times they've been, but like they've been plenty of times and they have not won any since like, what was it, like 2009, 2010, the last time they were in the finals? when Kobe was playing against him. Yeah. So, because, man, they lost to LeBron in Miami and in Cleveland. Now they lost to Jimmy Butler in the bubble in Miami. And if they lose tonight, they'll lose Jimmy Butler in Miami out of the bubble. And they're great at getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. But, man, the Bucs you say? So would you say Brad Stevens, if they don't win tonight, Brad Stevens wasn't the problem? I don't – Yeah. I mean, I don't. I think it's 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 worked out. I think it maybe was just like they kind of needed a reset, something different. Like I still think Brad Stevens was a good coach, but mm-hmm. clearly it seems like he's burnt out. And I mean, he's done a good job in the front office. I mean, I, I don't really think that like anyone is the problem. Like they've made. Well, it if they don't win tonight, and like, like yeah, you said, I just think it might be a ceiling. Like it's yeah, just. 
who would be that player that you would try and shop to raise that ceiling? Ooh, that's a good question. Can't say Al Horford because he's old that's and he's probably like, just going to stay there. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know who they have outside of like Brown and Tatum that like they would be able to get like a star player in return for. I mean, smart. Maybe if they packaged like, I mean, I like the Time Lord a lot though, Williams. Like, they all kind of fit their identity. That's the thing. I just don't know, like, like who are they going to give up that wouldn't, like, completely destroy, like, the fabric of their team? Like, maybe if they went and got, like, Gobert, that could be kind of cool. But I don't feel like they really need him. Like, I think it's got to be, like, what what I feel like they need is, like, a really, like, a high-level, like, point guard who can kind of just run the offense. Smart is good, but, like, he's obviously not, like, the offensive, like, superstar level. Like, not saying they need a superstar because that Kyrie and that didn't work and Kemba just fell apart physically, but like, I, but I don't know who was out there. Like, would you go yeah. out and try to get Chris Paul if the Suns move him? Like, probably. Nah. Would you try? And if you were the Celtics, would you try for Damian Lillard? Probably, yeah. If, but I don't think. How much would you give up? I mean, you have a lot of picks. You have to give up Brown. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way that they would do that without you giving up Brown. Oh, that's a good – that's a tough one. Would I give up Brown for Lillard? Because Brown is so much younger. But, like, Lillard, I feel like, would maximize their window right now. Mm -hmm. If I could somehow do it without giving up Brown and, like, just deplete a lot of those – I was about to say, I could see them emptying – I could see them empty bench, maybe. Do that. Because the thing is, Dame is, like, under contract for a while. So, like, if he does get moved, like, the Blazers are going to have a lot more leverage than, like, most teams trading a superstar. Like, Mm -hmm. because of, like, if they do decide to trade Dame because of, like, how much they respect him, I'm sure they would be like, where do you want to go and try to get him there? Yeah. Like, he is so beloved by Portland. He's given them everything, and it's not like he's forcing his way out. But I think – I do think they need to move him at this point. Like, it's just mutually beneficial because, like, they're not – they're not going anywhere in the West. And it's kind of the same way I feel about Utah, which we might get into that in a little bit. How about, how about someone that's probably a little bit more realistic that you might like? How about Bradley Beal? Yeah, if I could get Beal, I would do it. If, I feel like that would be a lot easier to get Beal from Washington. I don't know about that. I, Beal's younger. Beal's younger. He's probably going to – but he is – he could be a free agent. But it sounds like they think he wants to stay. If he was moved, I mean, I would love to see him – I mean, I would love to try to get him if I was the Celtics. Oh. Um, as I was about to say, Bradley, you got Bradley Beal. Who else would be another guard? We're talking about short guards, right? Not necessarily short. Just like someone who could kind of like orchestrate the offense because like I feel like they could use like a distributor. And probably I know the Kings are dumb. You could always go for the you can always go for Fox. Fox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's I mean, if you could get Fox, I don't know if he would be my choice with that Ross I mean honestly like if you had enough cap space to sign Jalen Brunson like that wouldn't be bad obviously you'd ideally like someone better than that but if you can get Jalen Brunson like that, I mean would be great. we were talking about it Jalen Brunson isn't he a free agent he is, but you, yeah. we figure that Mavs are probably going to throw him the bag I just yeah but I don't know how I feel like Boston is probably pretty committed to the team they have now so I don't feel like they have a ton of cap space yeah. But yeah, man, like there's just not a lot of guys out there. Like obviously not Kyrie or Harden. Zach Levine is gonna be too expensive. And that's not really like the type of 
guard they need anyway. I'm trying to think who else um, that might be out there. Maybe like a year of like. I'd Mike say depending Bobby. on what you offer, you got D'Lo up there in Minnesota. You can try and fish out. If the T-Wolves were willing to move him, I mean, I would probably think about that. I can low-key, I could see it happening just because when we were talking about it earlier, it might be the Ant era coming soon. That would be a nice way to start initializing that. But at the same time, that's really early in the pool, you know. If we're being honest. Huh? Already the best player. I guess Cat technically was all NBA third team, but like Ant to me is cl- very clearly going to be like the guy. Like, oh, yeah. Already. Because Cat... Cat is fine as the two, cat. But cat cannot be the one. I think we've, he's had too many bad meltdown moments. Who's in Indiana that you can take? Is there anyone from Indiana? Ooh, I'm just this, we gotta think of some like lower a, tier teams. They're in like a full rebuild mode. I don't know what guards. I mean, they have Halberton, but they're not going to give you him because that's no, like rebuild. They finally finessed the Kings for that one. That's why I say Fox at that point. Stand <laughs> that at all? The Pacers, Pacers have the sixth pick. Um, oh, they have Brogdon. You know what? That wouldn't be terrible. Malcolm Brogdon's very smart with the ball. Good defender, too. He's not mm. quite a smart level defensive player. I feel like he's probably like around. Uh, like- that's a huge upgrade over smart. But like, if you could get him for like probably not that much, then like if you could get him and smart, I feel like that could be an interesting pickup. I don't yeah. like that. But like you said, when you think about it, when you said defensively, it's probably almost like getting a little bit of a smart Marcus Smart, but just a little bit more offense. I don't know. They also they also have Buddy Heald, who's not exactly a point guard, but he could be nice fit on that team. Pacers will probably move both those guys. Yeah, they're just in a full rebuild. That's interesting. Honestly, had the Pelicans not already done it, I would say CJ McCollum would have been like perfect for Boston too. that would have been fun to watch actually after this series probably would have been over if they had cj mccollum that would have been a dirty pickup if they could have yeah but that's he seems like pelicans are pretty locked in with him so oh yeah the table i don't know that's interesting like i don't think i would be willing to i would not be willing to move brown unless you can get like for dame I might, I might have to do it and just go for it and swing. That could come back to bite you because Brown's so much younger and he is like an all-star caliber guy. But I think – but, I mean, Dame on this team would be filthy. Yeah, I was about to say, you know how live Dame would be at, at that place, man, at TD? He is coming off injury, though. And he is that – ooh, that's true. I, I still think he should be pretty good. Like, he wasn't – it wasn't like a terrible injury. Mm. But that would be interesting. Portland, yeah, like I feel like they got to blow it up. That's well, how about that? Where if you were Dame and you were talking with the Blazers and they're like, look, we're rebuilding. Um, obviously, we love you, but it's not going to happen. Where would you want to try to go if you were Dame? Where would you ask to go? Pass well, in the East. I was about to say, I would first respect That's it by going to the East. Unless you can, um, Chicago would be a fun one, probably. If they can because yeah. they got a lot of players you can toss around for Dame. They can probably send over Lonzo or someone, you know. I mean, Lonzo, not even close, but Lonzo and picks. Yeah, yeah Lonzo on their ass. The Bulls do have yeah. a pretty deep team. They got a lot of young guys, a couple young. I was guys. about to say, Dame in a Bulls jersey would be pretty cool. Um, good. I mean, that'd be a good pickup for like Portland could probably get a pretty good haul back to kind of kickstart their rebuild from the Bulls. That's yeah. interesting. I had not thought about that, but that is interesting. 
I would um, say maybe. <sighs> nah, see if if Charlotte made the playoffs this year, I would say Charlotte, but I don't. I, I wouldn't say well, them now. I wouldn't trust them at this point. It'd be cool to see Lamelo and Dame run it together, though. That'd be pretty lethal. Some lethal I don't, passing. I just feel like that would work because they both need the ball too much. Yeah, that's true. I um, we're already running out of time. Um, good thing I sent the other one. I would say probably it would be Boston or um, Boston. Chicago's a good one. I mean, honestly, maybe Miami if they lose, like. Miami could probably send back a pretty good haul as well. Like I think either of these teams could like be in the market to go after Dame to try to put him over the top. Philly, if Harden goes, yeah, there's Philly. They're kind of out of assets now because they already made the Harden move. Yeah, that's gonna suck. That Harden's probably gonna try and finesse them. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to give up nearly as much as Miami or Boston or the Bulls, the Knicks. Or do you think this year just was so disappointing that they're, they're if I'm Dame, I'm not going to New York. Yeah, it's probably probably not you're not probably not gonna win one there. <laughs> maybe Brooklyn though. I maybe. Uh if 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 uh if KD asked me to switch out for Kyrie, I would go there. Yeah, if if they yeah, I mean if Kyrie was like uh if they did get rid of move off Kyrie and send him somewhere else and then got Dame. But I also feel like they're also just depleted for assets. Because like we were like, yeah, saying, like Portland's going to have some leverage. And so like you're not going to be able to get him for nothing. Like you're going to have to give up a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what a, hang on. Let's go ahead since we got these last few minutes. We might as well go ahead and talk about these free agents now then. Okay. Just talk about NBA free agents. So we were speaking of we were already on Kyrie. Um, I don't know if I, if I was if I was Brooklyn after all this Kyrie nonsense. I don't know if I would keep him. I personally wouldn't. But at the same time, he is so he's still such like a star caliber player, you know. So it's gonna be hard to like let him walk like that. Yeah. Well, he is the player option, so I feel like uh, like you can't give him an extension after everything. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I would probably say like be like, look, Kyrie, we need you to play like a full year and actually like go to the games and play basketball, like, since that's your job. And, like, so I think if he – I feel like if he opts in, that's best-case scenario. And then, like, if he plays all the games and it's great and everything's happy, you stick with it. But I, I just don't know, like, who would want Kyrie at this point if, if he was a free agent after everything. And, like, he yeah, wanted I mean, to be there. So, like, in Brooklyn. Like, he wanted to get there. So, like, what's he going to be like somewhere else? Like, if – like if they trade him, like you think, you think if Kyrie gets traded to like some random small market team, he's gonna like play for him. He'll be like, no, I'll just retire probably. Mm-mm. So like, I feel like they're kind of stuck with him. Yeah, I was about to say it would have to be a big market team that at this point that Kyrie would take. Um, that way he can still present himself to be Kyrie, you know, but. <laughs> like you said, he wanted to be at Brooklyn, and after all this, it's kind of gonna be—it's gonna be rough going forward. So he's gonna be a fun. There, he's gonna be there next year. Like I agree with that. He's gonna be there next year, probably. Yeah. So, um, let's talk about Utah. Who do you think, if you were Utah, we talked about it a little bit. Who would you keep, and what would you do with the other, and try and shop for? I mean, I would keep Mitchell above Gobert. 
I, I mean, like, I think it would be on the table to just completely start over and get rid of both of them because you could get a haul for Mitchell. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, but if I'm keeping one, I'm keeping Mitchell and just trying to re completely revamp the team around him, probably saying, like, look, we're just going to have to suck a year or two. Because, um, like, no free agents coming to Utah. I don't know how much – Gobert's value is only going to go down. Like, so I would, I would do it, just bite the bullet and trade him. Maybe, maybe look at trading both of them if someone gives you a haul for Mitchell. But out of the two, I'd keep Gobert. Um, as far as where he'd go, like maybe Dallas um, could be interesting because Dallas is like another quality, like high end player to go with Luca. They need defense and have him in the interior defense to help Luca because sometimes he's a, uh, they do say his pace is slow. I, I would, would say be- that. So I would say that would be big to help with just defense, you know, because Gobert. We all see in his rim presence. Yeah, I don't know exactly where else, who else would try to maybe get Gobert. I'm sure teams would still want him because of his defense. So I would just try to trade him for as many like young guys and picks, whatever the best assortment of young guys and picks I can get. Mm-hmm. And if Mitchell is like also like I don't want to be a part of this rebuild, then maybe you just say, look, we're not going. What team were you that. thinking for Mitchell? What team would you be thinking? You already got Gobert staying in the West. So that's going to be a little rough. Giving him to Luca, that's setting that's, that's, poten- that's anyway. potentially setting up for a long time in ah, Dallas. Cooper's kind of old. I don't know. Um, <laughs> like the the Jazz aren't worried about that because they will be in full on tank mode anyway if they do that. I know, but um, I'm just saying. Where would you send Mitchell? Where do you theorize that we have to send Dame out east? I so mean, I, I would say you wouldn't I wouldn't say send them to the same spot as mentioned, but we can say would you send them and I know you would hate this. LA. The Lakers for the yeah. Clippers? For Mitchell? Yeah. No, but just because they have no assets. Like what what are the like Mitchell's another one, like he's under You're trying to tank, right? There's an asset that'll help you tank easily. Yeah. And it'll be entertaining. But but yeah, but like the Lakers don't have any more picks. Like the Jazz are going to be trying to get if they trade Mitchell, it's got to be for like. Uh, that is true. The pick aspect, like yeah. decent, like promising young players, and like a lot of picks. Like so, seven. you got to go for someone. So send them to ooh the Thunder. Thunder wouldn't do that. I don't think though. They you wouldn't take the Thunder. Wouldn't take Donovan Mitchell with Shea and Josh Giddy. Like no. I, I, they're in a solid little. You're not gonna want to go to the Thunder either. They're they're also in full rebuild. The Thunder's a small market, just like the Jazz. It's like a southern version of the. It's gonna be literally the yeah, southern the version of Salt Lake were, City. The Thunder was <laughs> like the worst, second worst team in the league last year. They the because they were tanking. Because they were. T- I don't know if the rest of those guys are ready. To win. I mean, that'd be interesting, but I don't think like I don't think Thunder would do that because they know their timeline is. It's still more years away. I have the number, they have the number two pick this year. So put that into perspective as well. Yeah. Be interesting to see what they do there. I mean, I do think they, they have all those picks. So, like, they probably will be promising down the road. But I don't know if that's, like, perfect fit. I was thinking, like, honestly, like the Knicks, because they have at least – you could get R.J. Barrett back, which is at least something to start. That'd be cool. The Knicks, you know they would probably give you a bunch of picks. They're <laughs> – probably going to make a bad trade so you can probably get a lot for him um they have some interesting young guys maybe like emmanuel quickly too like he's something um maybe um maybe like atlanta atlanta needs to kind of 
retool yeah. around Trey Young. Also, sidebar, that Atlanta team last year, that might be like one of the worst teams to ever make the conference finals. It's crazy that they got that far. Yeah, that was just Trey Young playing out of his bag. Um, I just thought about this one, though. If you weren't trying to blow it up, would you take Bam and Rudy Gobert and switch them and trade the, for those two? I don't think the Heat would do that ever, but I would if I was the Jazz, yes. You would? <laughs> I don't think the Heat would do that trade in a million. You, you would have to, like, give them other stuff. Think so? I mean, this series, this series, we've seen Bam play pretty inconsistent in the playoffs. Yeah, but we've seen Rudy Gobert do that, too. He's older. But Rudy Gobert also is more defensive. We've seen his defense. defender, though. <laughs> I mean, I, right. <laughs> we got a minute 40 on this meeting. I don't know. I would say, like, Atlanta, maybe Miami Mitchell could be there and you could get back, like, Hero and uh, some of those other young guys. Could I don't be- think Hero would want to go to Utah. <laughs> if it's getting traded, like – I don't know, like probably one of those three. I don't know who else like would have the assets that would also be interested in the trade. Mm-hmm. If you want to trade him to Denver for Mike Porter Jr., that could be cool. But All right, we got one minute, so we're going to go ahead and power minute. Zach Levine, what's your thoughts on what he's going to do with Chicago? you think he's going to run it back with him? I hope you- so, but I don't know. I feel like, I mean, he's going to just, I don't know, like I really don't know what to expect from Zach Levine. I hope he stays with the Bulls, but I could see him trying to go to like, LA or something crazy. I don't think they have the money, but like somewhere else, I, I have no idea really what he's going to do. Him and Dallas could be interesting, but I don't know if him and Luca would fit. Yeah, I don't know if they would fit either. I wouldn't think Dallas. I can, I personally see him sticking with Chicago um, for the long haul. It just feels like it just feels like it's a, they're starting something to build there. Why would he leave it, especially when they're building around him and DeRozan? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts. I think Zach Levine should stay, in my opinion. I agree. I hope he stays. I don't know where else he would go. He did go to, I think he is from California or out west. He did go to UCLA. So, I mean, everyone, but like, I would, everyone says that if I was him, like, I would want to stay with the Bulls. It's a huge market, too. You get the bag. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Chicago needs basketball. All right, so after just a little bit of NBA chat, now we got a fun little segment here, the Jalen's Pyramids uh, NFL hierarchy type system, I believe. So very excited for this game. We've been talking about doing this for the last several episodes, uh, just have been doing other stuff. So now we're finally going to get to it here. So go ahead and explain it. Yes, the highly anticipated Pyramids of Jay Giza, because we only got three pyramids here, not, I think it's like seven up in Giza. So um, we're only talking about three. Um, and these three pyramids are going to make, make up, you got two pyramids that make up one big one. All right. So we're going to break it down for you. The first pyramid we're going to go through is the skill groups. All right? all right. So what I did was I went through each division and I decided which ones had like the top skill groups and offensive skill groups we're mostly looking at offenses and right for today okay um so yeah we're gonna go ahead and go off of that and just see and compare them so going through the afc west so wait, um, so yeah. these pyramids there's how many categories are you putting these teams there's in? gonna be four levels okay we're gonna actually i like how you did that we're gonna stop at the base that's actually a lot good job good save um so yeah so the base of the pyramid, we got the Brown Skills team, the Jags, 
49ers, Washington Commanders, Panthers, Lions, Colts, Cardinals, and the Steelers. These are so these are your worst tier offensive skill groups. Not worst. Not the worst. No. There's a few teams that aren't on the list for the skills. So this is oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So these are they made the cut, is what they're pretty much made the cut. And that's what okay. they are. So not every team in the NFL is going to be in this pyramid. Yes, not every team in the NFL. All right, I got you now. I'm with mm-hmm. you. So you guys are up there. Um, and the third tier, or this like second one from the bottom, I guess, is the Bills, Broncos, Cowboys, Bucks, Chargers. Okay. Oh, so you already got a smile out of that. You're already thinking about it. You're like, interested in this uh, this rate this rating system. How you put these together? But uh, continue. All right, the second to highest tier, we got the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Vikings. That's it. Those are your teams in the second tier, and your top two. In my opinion, skill groups in the NFL now. In the top tier? Yeah. Las Vegas and the Eagles. I really think that A.J. Brown trade put that wide receivers class above it all. Wow. This is a very hot take. Remember, this is skill groups, so we're not including quarterback play. We're just this talking about just receivers. Back, tight ends. Yeah, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends. All right. So do you have it, like, written there? Can you, like, hold it up so I can look? Yeah, I got you. I got you. So, right, so we're looking at – See, so are the bad teams going to be in the other pyramid or no? Hang on. No, no there is – if there, there is no bad teams, we only show the good ones. Okay, I can't really read it, but it's fine. Oh, wait, I can kind of see. Okay. All right, so so if, if we're doing it based on your system, we're not including the awful skill groups. I'm gonna oh, wait, there's going to be more getting – it gets more in detail. Don't worry, but go ahead. All right, so – well, the Eagles, I mean, I do agree that both those teams should be high up in the pyramid. I would probably, as far as the top tier, I mean, I would honestly put the Bengals probably at the top. Being- well, they're the top. They're not, now, see, how I did it was the Raiders, in my opinion, had the number one skill group in the AFC. So that's why they're up at the top. And that's why I had the Eagles in the top. Because they're the number okay. one skill group in the NFC. That's kind of how. Like the Ray, the Bengals have a better skill group than the Raiders. But I'm I'm with you there. I get your what you're saying. Okay, so if I had to say like the top two in each conference, I would probably say the Bengals and NFC is a little tougher. I I kind of want to say the Rams, but because the the Rams receiving core is just ridiculous. I mean, it's Cooper Cup. We don't know what, how Robert Woods is – wait, he's not even there no more. Um, Robinson. Yeah, and Allen Robinson, which we <laughs> haven't seen much, and he's getting a little old now, just so you know. And Cooper Cup had that one flash of a season. Okay, Cooper Cup is amazing. He's been good for a while. They did just win the Super Bowl. It's true. They're not on this list. That is probably a crime. You don't have them on the list at all. Not on this pyramid, not on the skill groups. Wow. I don't have – it's their running back. You have to remember, their running back and tight end is not – That was the best wide receiver in the NFL. That's one person. We're talking skill group. Allen Robinson was, was a one for the last couple of years in Chicago. He's nasty. He's old and he can't even stay on the field. Jefferson, he's not that old. 
Fangio. He's been on the Jacksonville Jaguars for a minute, man. You forget, he's been on the Jags for a minute. So that Higby, don't they? He's pretty good. Van Jefferson's not bad. If OBJ comes back, I mean, he's, he's pretty injured at this point. But, I mean, they have a pl- – Cam Akers is good. He's a quality back. How many games he played last year? I mean, he, he had a freak injury, but he came back at the end. He'll be back next year. They got – they still got Sony Michelle. Like they have a good backfield by committee. I probably wouldn't put them top of the NFC, but I would have them in the second or third tier, probably. All right. So. So would you say they had a better? Hang on, no, hang on. I want you to. This is how I broke it down. Would okay. you say they had a better skill group than the 49ers? Yes. Okay. Would you say they had a better skill group than the Cards? Probably it's close. See, that's where I think we separated because I had the cards higher than the Rams on their skill groups. Cards do have a pretty nasty receiving core once D hops back. And so, I have 49ers higher because we all know the way Shanahan plays is all have the skill group. group. And no one they should we all, all be represented on the pyramid. Huh? I said they should all be in the pyramid. They do all have good skill groups. They all do, yes, but we had to cut one. We had to cut them. I mean, as you saw, the Seahawks weren't in this conversation. Well, yeah. You, so you, you cut the Rams. That's I feel like yeah, the Rams had to make the. That was my opinion. I had to make a cut. All right. Any other any other ones that you want to? I need that to also raise the flag that caught your attention. I can repeat them real quick. I need to mentally walk back through this. So right. the Eagles. I mean, I would probably have the Eagles at or near the top because Miles Sanders. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and um, Dallas Goddard. Like, that is a pretty nasty skill group. I honestly – Minnesota's is right there. The Initially, top. I did have Minnesota skill group above this, but this was – this one, I think, was a little biased because of the A.J. Brown thing. I had but Tampa a little low. I think I got Tampa a little low. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they're not amazing at running back, but Fournette is still, like, solid – and their receiving core is ridiculous. They also have Russell Gage as their three, which is a pretty good solid three, though. Maybe. Like, Goffin, yeah. Russell Gage, and Evans is still, like, an elite receiving trio. And I know they might not have Gronk, but they still got, like, all those other – they don't have O.J. Howard either anymore. Who's their tight end now? Is it just Cam Brate? I think I so. I don't even know if he's on the team anymore. I don't know who their tight end is, uh, to be honest. I think they drafted a kid, like, in the mid-rounds. But, but still, that's a great receiving core. The only reason why I had them below is because the Vikings had them beat, in my opinion, because we have yeah. Cook, Smith, Irv Smith Jr. Hopefully he gets on the field. He's one of those players that he needs to be on the field. That's obviously this way they're not number one. Um, and then you got Thielen, Justin Jefferson. So, I mean, the Chargers also, I feel like, can be a little higher when I made this list. Skill group, yeah. Who's, who's their tight end now? I don't even know their tight end. Uh, I think it's and Eckler's good. I think they still have the I think he's some like I think he's somewhat I don't know, he's old but reliable. You know, it's one of those type of dudes. I feel like, like you that. Okay. Um but yeah, anyone else you wanna you think needs to be higher up? Lower? Uh, all right, let me let me think I how can... I would have you know what? I'm stupid. I got all the helmets right here on my there you go, there you go. My bulletin board. Let me just look through and see if there's any jarring. That's Where'd how I did mine. Cowboys? Huh? You had the Cowboys on there, didn't you? Towards the bottom. Yes, they are in the same tier as the Bucks. 
I would probably have the Bucks slightly above them. But yeah, they'd be on the pyramid. I don't have a huge complaint with that. Ooh. Oh, the Saints. Did you not have the Saints on this list? No. They revamped their receiving core. I would have them on there. They now have Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave. No. Can't say Alvin Kamara right now. Why? Because he might be suspended for a long time. How long? Oh, wait. Didn't he, like, do domestic violence? Yes. Oh, okay. He got caught in Vegas. All right. Full disclosure, I forgot about that. But they haven't uh, They haven't given him a suspension yet. So if he's out there, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and now they have Jarvis Landry. Like, they rebuilt that receiving room. This Michael week. Thomas decides to play, yeah. He's going to play. Why would he not? He has to prove that he can play again still. He's good. Jameis. He's their tight end. The Saints, um, Taysom Hill. <laughs> no, just kidding. I don't know. That's a good answer. I mean, he can play it. It might still be Jared Cook. Is he still in the league? That's who I thought was on the Chargers, personally. Like, I thought he was – I don't know if he was on the Chargers or Saints. more research on their tight end. All right, here's their training camp preview. Might need to clear his search history. It's the Saints. Okay, now they do not have a good tight end. These names are not uh, promising. I think their starter is Adam Trotman. Or Nick no. Bennett, probably. All right, so, yeah, tight end is, a, is an issue. But that receiving core is good. And if they have Alvin Kamara, that's, like, one of the better ones. Um, you had Detroit on there, yeah? You had Detroit in the fourth fourth tier? Yes. Right on. They have a pretty – they low-key have a nice skill group now. And all. It's because of Swift. I really like that running back group. And, Ta- and Hawkinson. Swift they and Hawkinson. Dog at, they have a dog at every spot because mm-hmm. Brown was nasty. That dude was balling out at the end of last year, a receiver. And if Jamison Williams is, like, as good as he's hyped up to be once he gets back from the injury, like, that's a nice little weapons group. So I'm glad you have them on there. I probably have them – they might be in, like, that third, third, third or fourth tier for sure. Fourth. But, you had the Chiefs at all, did you? Um, I did not. I would still have them probably on there, but they wouldn't be at the top. Because there were the AFC West was, was the three team exception. So you weren't you were like also ranking them by division when you did this. Mm-hmm. That's how I made the cuts. I mean, yeah, I would say, which is crazy to say after what they've been, but yeah, I'd say they have the fourth best skill offensive skill group outside of QB, definitely compared to what Denver's receiving core is nice. Uh, the Raiders, I do, I do kind of agree with you that the Raiders have the best though. The Raiders having Jacobs, not in like I don't know if I would say in the AFC, but in that division because Jacobs, Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Waller, like that is pretty nasty right there. That's gonna be they're gonna score a lot of points. We're getting Devontae Adams. Their O line is bad though. That's uh, kind of their Achilles. That's season. not in a skill group. That's an O line. That's an O line. <laughs> You have Miami second tier. I agree with that. You didn't have the Jets on. Were the Jets in the bottom tier? Uh, Jets did not make the list. That's fair. I mean, I might put them in that fourth tier. They low key have a kind of pretty nice skill group now. They got. They should at least. They got mm-hmm. Reese Hall and Michael Carter, two backs. They got Garrett Wilson if he pans out. It's as good as people think. And Elijah Moore and Corey Davis. Like that's a decent little trio. And they got C.J. Uzma from the Bengals at tight end. Like, that's not a bad skill group. I, I don't have a problem with them not being on the pyramid. You have the Colts on there? I do. I do. They're in the fourth tier, bottom. I, have, I don't think I would put the Colts on there, to be honest with you. Jonathan Taylor, man. Outside of that, like, that, their group of pass catchers does not excite you when you look at it. It's not as, I mean, it might be a little better than the Titans, though. 
I mean, I think it's all around the same level. Because T.Y. is on his last legs. Who else do they even have? They have Alec Pierce they drafted. Like, he'll probably be good, but he's a second-round pick. So you can't say that's like a – he's like a surefire, like, star. I think he'll be good. Who else? What other receivers do they have? Paris Campbell. I mean, he's been injured, but, like, he could maybe be something. Oh, they have Michael Pittman. Pittman's good. Ah, I mean, they would be in the mix. I guess Taylor does kind of put them above. I don't love their tight end situation. But, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I don't have a problem with that. I always put them and the Titans really in the same breath, like superstar running back, some question marks at receiver. I'm not, like, amazing at tight end, but, like, Pittsburgh, I'm glad you had them on there. I would put Pittsburgh above the Browns for sure. Maybe it's just my bias. Same tier. Same tier. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like our receiving core is better, definitely. Um, running back, they're obviously loaded. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm obviously biased, but Pittsburgh to me would be in the third tier just because I feel like they have star running back, two legit receivers, George Pickens maybe, and Fryermuth, who's a dog. They're all young and should be getting better. But, I mean, that's fine. You had them on there. Other than that, yeah, so those would be my disagreements. I mean, I agree that the Vikings should be way up there. They do have a great skill player. I don't think you missed anyone else, though, looking at the rest of these teams. Yeah. All right. Now, this is probably one that you're going to like the most. Okay. Quarterbacks. All right. Jalen's quarterback pyramid. All right. Not every quarterback is on here? Not every quarterback is on here. So let me hear the names who are. The bottom of our quarterback pyramid, we got Tua, Trevor Lawrence, and Jalen Hurts. Only three in the book. Yep. How many is this also four levels? Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting to have those three guys in the tier, but all right, continue. Above them, we got Matt Ryan and the Colts. Okay. Whatever Browns QB starts. <laughs> so I just literally wrote Browns. Yeah, I mean, I don't and, want, I'm not gonna spend time on Deshaun Watson because you just don't know. We got Kirk Cousins. And black Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott. I agree with all those guys being in the same tier. Okay. And now the second tier, which actually has the most quarterbacks. Um, we got Lamar. All right. Russ. Okay. Herbo, Justin Herbert. All right. <sighs> Sorry, I'm trying to – I wrote the team name, so I'm trying to put quarterback names together. Joe Burrow. In the second tier, okay. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray. All right, interesting. Top of the pack, we got Mahomes, Allen, and Matthew Stafford. Stafford. He is the new I, NFC king. He is now the new NFC king. king. He is at the top. I think that's why you were waiting to hear who was there. I'm saying he's the new king now. He earned it. He got his year out of Detroit. He's got it. He earned it. He got his title right now. He's earned the title for now. Okay. That's, I mean, that's fine. I would still put Brady above him because he's Brady. I would still probably put Stafford third in that FC, but because he he did have a super team around it, but yeah, he's great. Um, So how I would do it if I was doing pyramids, I totally agree. Mahomes and Josh Allen being in the top tier. My top tier would probably have a few more guys. I would probably have at the top Mahomes, Allen, Brady, Rogers, Stafford, probably. And am I missing someone? Oh, and Burrow would probably I have 
in the top tier. And then I would probably agree with the rest of your second tier. Maybe Rodgers has two straight MVPs, so I have a hard time putting him in the second tier, but you could argue that. Burrow, I feel like dragging this Bengals team to the Super Bowl just puts him in the top tier. I mean, he's amazing. I would put him slightly above Herbert and Lamar and Russ and all those guys at this point. But I, I don't have any huge disagreements with it. I totally agree with the Kirk Cousins, Dak, Matt Ryan all being on the same tier. Hard, <laughs> hard agree with you on that. Um, is there anyone else I would put in that tier? Probably not. Um, yeah, probably not. I think that's pretty – oh, maybe – nah, I feel like Tannehill's kind of a slight step down from those guys. Close, but but not quite as much. Yeah, no, that's not bad. Oh, I would probably – you didn't have Derek Carr on there. Yeah, out of the AFC West, I, I thought he was not the best. Are in that tier three with, I, and I would put him at the top of it. He I had three teams there. in the AFC West already on this pyramid. These Someone had to make the cut. Well, Derek Carr should be on there if you weren't doing weird rules, because I would put Derek Carr almost in the two and a half tier. Like he he would be the top of the third tier. Like I would put Derek Carr above Dak Kirk and Matt Ryan, all three of those guys. But I wouldn't put him above Herbert or Lamar or any of those guys. So I would put him top of that tier. Um, as far as your bottom tier, interesting way that you did it. Curious as to why you kind of picked those three guys. Why were they kind of the cutoff above everyone else that didn't make it? Um, well, for the NFC East, do you think Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones is better than Jalen Hurts? No, I mean, I'll put Wentz in the same tier so far. I need to see another year full of growth from Jalen Hurts, but I expect him to be better than Wentz. That's my opinion. So I went with that same opinion, and that's why the other two got cut. That's fair. Daniel Jones, yeah, he wouldn't be on there. In the AFC South, I had to make the choice of Trevor Lawrence, Tannehill, or what is it? Davis Mills. So I chose Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I would choose Trevor out of those guys. I think Trevor Lawrence is probably probably going to have a really good year this year, even though the team won't be that good. And people will be like, okay, that's why he was like the most hyped prospect like since Andrew Rock. That's what I would be thinking too. And then in the AFC East, for me, this one, this one is one I think you're going to argue a little bit. And that's where, because they have three quarterbacks that are second year. This is where Zach Wilson – oh, I know they have two, sorry. Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones deserves to be in that tier also. I can see – that. I, I was about to say, I could definitely see Mac Jones and Tua being in the same spot. He did really but I feel like I put better. Tua in this spot also just because I feel like this is his doer die year. Yeah, so. I agree. Tua definitely has better weapons by far. Um, so I kind of expect him to have a better year. Mac Jones was better last year, though, so I would definitely put him on there. I would put him in that same tier, though. Like, I, I see him in Tua. I honestly – like, it's mostly just because, like, they both, I guess, came from Alabama, but I honestly see them as, like, the same level of quarterback, really. Yeah. Like, a dunk. good distributor, doesn't have, like, a crazy athleticism or, like, an insane arm, but, like, solid, like – can be a quality starter best you have pieces around him can win get you to the playoffs but like never going to be like superstar tier i agree i think he i think with that argument i would have put him in the tier in the bottom as well especially after the i don't know if you heard that he lost i think 10 pounds 
going into uh, the OTAs or and stuff like that. Seth Jones did. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, dude, we're getting. He took the uh, Jokic approach. He's good. On, <laughs> on the flip side of that, did you see Zach Wilson has gotten like ripped? They said Zach Wilson's put on like twenty five pounds of muscle. Jeez. Zach Wilson, I do think is going to have a much better second year. He's still the Jets, so I'm fine with leaving him off this. But I think he's going to show some signs next year. Uh, other than that, I don't feel like you missed anyone. Derek Carr should be on there, but I get, I guess, because of your dumb system that he wasn't. I would probably put Jer- Jared Goff in that fourth tier as well, personally. See, now you're just listing Elba. See, now you're just one of those people that are giving everyone participation medals. We don't do that here in this system. No, I'm just saying my like, dumb system doesn't give out participation okay, medals. But like, That's what it is. Has That's two- why there's three people at the bottom and six at the top. <laughs> yeah, I like that it's a wonky side. I still love the system. It's, it's good. Um, I'm a fan of the scheme. But, I mean, has, has Tua slash Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, you can argue because of the potential, but like, has two or Jalen Hurts at this point in their career done anything to prove to be a better quarterback than Jared Goff? I don't think so. Well, has Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's why he's not on the list. That's why. I thought you could have three. From some of these divisions, you had three. Some, yes. But they're also like way better contending divisions, like the AFC West, NFC West. That's fine. I like the system. Uh, yeah okay those are the only actually those are the only two divisions that have three i agree more with the and the afc north that one also has a very those those are also competitive yeah i agree with the quarterback one more than the skill players one that was a fun little exercise so all right what's the what's the big final pyramid yes we are approaching the big final pyramid so this one according to colby's my bs system um it will have some team there will be some teams on here that'll have all teams in their division and there'll be some teams that won't have to like they'll have their regular two all right so we're gonna start with not the bottom tier but i'm gonna call this the cement because this is the team that i think they did they need to prove themselves after a very heartbroken year so they they did make good moves in free agency and I want to – what's up? Does this have all the teams? Yes. Okay. Not all the teams. No, 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 no. I should have said that. No. This is my power pyramid for my top teams. Okay, okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. So at the bottom of this top team pyramid, it's the Baltimore Ravens. Interesting. So this, they're in the cement. They are the cement. I'll explain. Okay, so this is like – Their skill group is atrocious. It's a pretty <laughs> It is bad. It is the Lamar Jackson show over there. That's why they are the cement. We know they have great defense. So it's literally the Lamar Jackson show and and literally the defense. So that's why they're the cement. But outside of that, these teams mostly go by the system. So at the bottom, we got the Jags, the 49ers, Cowboys, Colts, Dolphins, and that's it. Ravens, Cowboys, Colts, 49ers, Dolphins. Yes. Did I miss any? No Raiders. And the no Raiders? No Raiders. Not at the bottom. No, sir. So that means they're not making the pyramid or they're above the bottom tier? Above. Ooh, okay. All right. I don't, yeah, I don't dis, I don't hate 
any of that. I feel like all those teams are – none of those teams are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's why I was about to say they, they're all the ones that pretty much like they can talk about being in the Super Bowl, but they're probably not. All right. Um, Next tier. Third tier. We got the Denver Broncos, the okay. Bengals, and the L.A. Chargers. Okay. And then we also have the one NFC team, the Vikings. Okay, that's probably a little high for the Vikings, but I'll allow it. I would put the- <laughs> that's fair, but you'll hear these top teams, and you'll 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 see where we're circling. You'll you'll start asking where I'm circling here. Okay. At the second tier, we got the Eagles, the Packers, and the Rams. I don't know if I would have the Eagles at the same tier as the Rams, but that's fine. I like the optimism. I do like what they're doing. Yeah, they got the pa- they got the firepower. Quite that's what I'm believing in. It's mostly the firepower. Level is the Rams, though, is a little ambitious. That's true. We'll see how Nick Sirianni does. And the one AFC team, this one's probably going to hurt you a little bit. It's the Browns. In the two tier? Yes. I that mean, defense is still alive. But, pyramid, but not in the second tier. They might not have a quarterback for half the year. I mean, you never know. That's why they're in the third. That quarterback slot was three. <laughs> All right. Continue with the pyramid. I've got some. And at the top. This and this one, this one's going to be fun. You got the Bucks, the number one NFC, I think. Oh, wait. No, I already said the Bucks. So it's the Rams. Sorry. I must have re- miswritten that. I don't know what I did. I miswrote that. Oh, well. Raiders and Bills. Those are my top two at the other, besides when I, whenever I figure out what was the NFC one. But I mean, Raiders and Bills. Raiders are the, the number one tier. Raiders and Bills. I'm really excited. The Raiders got some dogs on defense still. We got to remember that. Um, the Raiders also have a top receiving core. And yes, you were on me about their car not being on there, but the AFC West all have great quarterbacks. Yeah. So it just sucks that he was just at the bottom of the barrel. That's why I can see why you're surprised. But I think I think Devontae Adams, that will it could give the spark for the Raiders to get over to that hump. It might even I think they'll crown, they'll be my AFC West crown champion, in my opinion. I like the Raiders' optimism, but I would not put them in my top tier. I would also have them on the pyramid. All right, so instead of going one by one, I'm going to just tell you how, how I would have it, and then yeah. we'll fight about it if you want. So my top tier – wait, so did you not have the Chiefs on there? No. Jesus. Okay. So Where's their skill group? Their defense is a little I questionable in my opinion. I'll, I'll give you – there are enough questions about the Chiefs to have them in as low as tier two borderline tier ones they've still been to the afc championship like what five years in a row they still have the best quarterback and arguably like the best coach they their defense should be improved because yes they lost tyree kill but they turned it into like multiple young players i felt like they bodied the draft i love their draft i'll put them in tier two because there is some questions my top so my top tier i would probably have buffalo Tampa and the Rams both. And I would have the Bengals, if we're being honest, because they made the Super Bowl with a horrendous O-line, and now they actually have – should be a pretty good O-line. It's like, what is Joe Burrow going to look like when he has time to throw? 
So to me, that's who I would have in my top tier. My second tier, I would say the Chiefs. Uh, let me think. Second tier, I'd probably say the Chiefs. Um, that's probably where I'd throw in in the NFC, probably the Man, I do not like a lot of these NFC teams to even have them in the same Ever place. like any of the NFC teams. That's why I'm interested to see what you say. I'm sitting here waiting. Do I have to put an NFC team yeah. here? Yeah, I, I did. Say the Packers. Just at the I had a force feed. I had a force feed an AFC team into right. the second tier. All right. So, so I would say. So I said my top tier, second tier: Chiefs, Packers, um. Probably the Broncos. I feel like they're still pretty loaded at the end of the day. They'd be in my second tier. Um, and honestly, probably the Chargers. Like, I feel like the Chargers are loaded. Like, they – I feel like they're going to be very, very good this year. So, I'd have them in my second tier. Third tier, that's where I'd say, like, the Browns, the Eagles. Um, probably – Arizona. Ah, I don't know about Arizona. Browns, Eagles. I'll say, you know, I'll still say Arizona. Browns, Eagles, Raiders, Arizona. Um, Colts, Titans. No. Actually, there's four tiers. I'll say, yeah, I'll say Browns, Eagles, Arizona. And then that's probably it. And then my fourth tier is where I would have Colts, Titans. Actually, I'll say I'll say Baltimore in the in the third tier, just because they do have Lamar Jackson and still a really good defense. I don't want to completely count them out. And then fourth tier, I'd have Titans, Colts, Miami, New England, uh, the Vikings, San Francisco, Dallas. Would probably be my tiers. So I kind of disagree with you about the top. I think having the Raiders in the number one tier is very optimistic just because their line is still bad. And I don't know if they have a good enough defense. It's a solid defense, but like, not like some of these other top teams. I mean, you're also very optimistic on some, like very optimistic on how QB heavy some teams are. So I, I try to make my, my, my system more, oriented around the team as a whole where I like how you are like well no way this is gonna happen because they have a top five quarterback you know which I understand but that's why I have the Ravens lower for example because yes he's a top five quarterback I agree he's a top five quarterback that's why they're on the pyramid but they have literally just a defense and no one else around him like that's I think it. they're a long it's shot just... to win the Super Bowl or make a deep run I have them like tier three borderline tier four I'm not that far off with you on the Ravens. The Bengals, I don't know how you have the Bengals in the third tier. You cannot say the Bengals is just the quarterback. They have, like, arguably the best receiving group, a star running back. Their lines can be a lot better, and their defense is, I'm like – kind of calling a fluke, in my opinion. I, I want to see it for one more year. Uh, that's my yeah, thing, that's especially that. when it came to the Bengals. You know, when it comes to the Bengals and their injuries, like Joe Mixon staying healthy all season long, that was a rarity. You know, we've never seen Joe, them do that before. That's fair. So, okay. That's a fair We had Tyler Boyd getting going through the rotating doors a few times as well that season. So I would like to see how the Bengals do injury-wise first, because that that's always a plot. Like Bengals and I want to see how they do in a whole. I'm not even saying injuries no more. Let me take that off the table. Let me just see them repeat it. Let me repeat that success, you know? 
Mm-hmm. This is the first time in this new water. Yeah. Okay. So I still think I do agree that's probably a little too low. They should be two at least. I think I agree with you on that. They should be at least in like the second I don't tier. Know how people have the Browns above them? To be honest, I only do that. Do I have the Browns above them? Yeah, I do, and that's because I actually have more faith in their skill group. That's actually hard for me to say out loud. Have a they did lose. They lost Jarvis Landry and they only have they, one receiver. They yeah, they only got one receiver. So that actually changed a lot since draft. But um, I do like their running back core. We can't argue about that. Yeah, their running back core is elite. Um, I don't agree with them giving David Njoku the bag. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. They gave him like 49 mil or something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, crazy money, but um, not a good argument statement. But I mean, uh, but I do agree. They probably should be the same now. Um, yeah, it's yeah, about to end. Oh, I think that was a solid segment. Oh, yeah, I that was fun. I disagree with the last a lot one. of disagreements. So I was about to say that's why I smiled when I. Re- Thank you for listening to the CJ JC show for more content check out the website or follow us on spotify or other social platforms for more quote-unquote unbiased takes